0: Hey, church. Good morning. It is great to be chatting to you today. You get even more of me than in a hosting section, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, We're talking about expectations, eh? a bit of expectations versus reality. Uh, And I thought I'd get in the spirit of it all by sharing some of my own expectation versus reality moments. Uh, So this is a beautiful picture of Mount Fuji. You can see the reflection in the water, nice little boat, got some flower trees. And then uh, uh, when I went to Japan, this is the Mount Fuji that I saw. Yeah, glamorous. <laughs> Last blurry picture of a mountain that's probably Mount Fuji. But uh, yeah, that was that was my experience of it. So uh, reality was a little bit more disappointing. <laughs> this one's a, a latte, this is called a, a swan. It's a type of latte art. It's uh, on the more challenging end. I thought I'd give it a crack. This is my latte art of a swan. Yes. Wonderful. So if you uh, underneath, this is why we put lids on on a Sunday morning uh, for in-person church because uh, this is doesn't look much like a swan at all. But that's a, that's all right. Next one's uh, this is the backyard of my dreams. It's like nice greenery with uh, like some cool crazy pave. You got cool seating area for friends. I'm like this is this is great. And then this is reality of my backyard. Yes, it's quite empty <laughs> grass and a large section of dirt because there was a tree there that I had to pull out and uproot. So yeah, expectations versus reality. Hey, it's, uh, it's a little bit um, not, you don't always get what you expect. I could show you many more examples, especially ones of food. You, know, you're, This is what the uh, shepherd's pie is going to look like. And then, you know, the frozen meal and you pull it out and it's definitely not that. Or the ice cream that's supposed to, you know, look like a the spongebob or something and it's really just like this deformed, melted blob of yellow. <laughs> yeah, often our expectations are challenged in life. Um, and these aren't the only times that I've had expect- high expectations in my life. Um, we'd be here all week if I started giving examples from home uh, with me being the the neat freak Of the house. Like, I I expected my wife Beth to neatly stack the spoons on top of each other when they were putting them in the drawer. Uh, Or for one of us to um, buy toothpaste that has aesthetically pleasing tubes to look at when they're sitting in the little container. It's maybe a little too neat. Uh, Or for uh, all of the cooking utensils to be cleaned before we've even finished cooking. (laughs) And uh, in all of these situations, she was uh, quick to say that I was being ridiculous and I was quick to say, fair enough. (laughs) It's a little bit too neat. Um, But yeah, home life, definitely lots of expectations, both ways uh, that can be challenging. I'm sure that's true in your lives as well. Um, We even had in in Gateways Active Ministry, uh, we, we recently launched 3x3 Basketball. Uh, There's heaps of hype around it. We're asking people beforehand, like you know, you came for this, and everybody was. So we were surprised uh, when our expectations of about 16 teams ended up being a reality of like three teams the week before the season started. Um, We were a bit disappointed because it was it was going to be a huge outreach opportunity, um, and yeah, we just didn't get what we were expecting. And In the final hours before registrations closed we ended up having eight teams um, and they were filled with people from all over the peninsula with no prior ties to active or gateway so that was that was a huge win and on top of that we were told last minute by the venue uh, that we had less time uh, because of staffing issues on their end so eight ended up being our max amount of teams so if we had have got the influx of 16 teams that, uh, of people that we were expecting, it actually probably would have shot us in the foot. So you know, like our expectations weren't met with the eight teams, but God's promise uh, for active impact in the community did come through um, in an even better way than we expected. Um, and sometimes uh, we can hold too tightly to the wrong thing. And we can be just looking at, you know, in, in our case, we were just looking at numbers, uh, but when we shifted uh, our, our focus back onto what God was promising, which was you know, active having an impact in the community, like his promises were fulfilled. And that's sort of what we're talking about today. Um, and, and this this theme of expectations not being met is all over the Bible as well. So uh, Abraham and Sarah, they struggled to have children, uh, and God promised them that he would give them descendants as numerous as the stars. Uh the reality was uh, that when they were trying to have kids, they still had to wait decades to have their, even their first child. Um, so their, their expectations were to have a bunch of kids young, but God fulfilled his promise just later in their lives. Um, and, you know, God came through just with a, a different timing to what Abraham and Sarah expected in that story. Um, well, there's also Joseph. God gave him a dream of leading his family. Uh, and he ended up in an Egyptian prison. So Joseph uh, would have had his own expectations about how, how God was going to lift him into his calling. But in reality, it wasn't easy for him and, and God didn't meet his expectations. That's just how it turned out. And and in the end, Joseph did um, end up right where he envisioned and, and God did fulfill his promise. It just wasn't in the way that, that Joseph expected Um and you know, this, this happened in, in Jesus' life as well. Jesus, Jesus often bypassed people's expectations uh, all the while staying true to his promises uh, and biblical prophecies the whole time. Uh, and, and one of those times uh, was in the week leading up to his crucifixion uh, when he entered Jerusalem on a donkey. And this is our, our main passage for this morning. So um, set the scene. Jesus has spent the last three-ish years uh, as a prophet and a teacher uh, all those biblical stories you're familiar with, with, him and the twelve wandering around, and um, by now word has gotten about out about him. Like this is the end of his ministry, and as much as Jesus has gone around saying like, you know, keep this to yourself, you know, the time is not yet. People did spread the word, and um, now he's not really hiding from it, and he's you know he's doing his sermons on the mount, and, and he's sort of making it known that this is this is who I am. And um, it says a week before Passover. Which means uh, there were masses of of Jews making their way to Jerusalem. And Jesus and the disciples, they're doing the same. And that brings us to Matthew uh, 21. So verse 1 reads, As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. uh, Go to the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say, The Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, uh, and this is uh, a prophecy that was in Zep- the book of Zephaniah nine. Uh, he said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So the two disciples did just as Jesus commanded. Uh, They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Uh, Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowd replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So this this is Jesus fulfilling this um, prophecy from uh, Zechariah 9.9. 9, and uh, he's bringing the cult. Is the, um, he needed the mother and the donkey um, together to fulfill this prophecy, which is why he had both. Um, after many years of encouraging people to not spread the word about him being the promised Messiah or saviour of God's people, uh, he's now making a public demonstration about who he really is. Uh, so the Jews are ecstatic about this, and, and they're laying, um, laying branches down uh, in, their, in their cloaks. Uh, that's a, a way of acknowledging that they are accepting him as their saviour, that they're, they're giving him their obedience and, and they're ready to follow him into his rule and make him king, like then and there. Um, you know, they're yelling, like, praise God um, and Hosanna, like, save us, but, uh, because they finally had caught on that Jesus was their saviour, which is amazing, but here's the catch. These same people that are shouting, praise God and, and save us, and joyfully welcoming their Messiah, their Saviour as King of the Jews, are the same people that in a few days later, they're going to be shouting, crucify him, as he's beaten and whipped. So what happened? (laughs) Why would they go so quickly from save us King to go and die? Well, one of those reasons is that Jesus didn't meet their expectations. So the, the Jews at uh, this time, they were being persecuted by the Romans. Um, and so they wanted like the, the new King David type character to come in on a horse that, you know, at their knight in shining armor, a new like undefeatable warrior to ride in with them and, and reclaim the holy city of Jerusalem, um, you know, overthrow the Romans. And that, that's what they thought that the Messiah would be for them when, when he came instead Jesus is riding in on a donkey. Uh, in, in, those, in those days it wasn't uncommon for a, a king to ride on a donkey. Um, but that was seen as a sign of peace. Uh, if a king was riding around on, on a horse, that'd be that'd be wartime. Um, but a king riding on a donkey would be when the city's at peace. And so that's not what they were expecting at all. Uh, that's not what the Jews the Jews wanted at this coronation of their king. They, they wanted Jesus to come riding on a on the horse, ready for battle. They wanted to overthrow and destroy their nasty Roman oppressors. But Jesus didn't get peer pressured into this fast-tracked version of the kingdom. Instead, their king of the Jews didn't end up on the throne. He ended up on the cross with his new title written on the top. So he he broke their expectations of a conquering saviour king and offered peace and humility instead. Um, So in their disappointment... They killed him because of that. So here's the thing: like God did fulfill His promise to be their savior, but not from the Romans. Instead, it was from their sin and their separation from God. Um, and that was that was far more important. But uh, because they were so caught up in what they expected God to do, they missed that He was fulfilling His promises the entire time. Uh, so they were. I got a little palm branch here, a little prop. So they were they were laying down their palm branches uh, for Jesus to be their king, but they had a but. Like, but he had to do it their way, the way they wanted him to. Like, they were laying down their palm branches for Jesus to be their king, but, and but that doesn't work. So back to us. Like, we all have expectations for what God should do as well, right? Like, just just like the people in that parade with Jesus. We want him to uh, bring safety. We want him to make our lives more enjoyable and better. We, uh, we want to see suffering ended. We want to see justice prevailing. Uh, we want to see prosperity. Uh, j- just like the people on the road that day laying down their branches for Jesus, we have to learn that our expectations, uh, what we ask of God, can distract us from what he's already doing or planning. Like in our excitement and celebration of Jesus, which is great, um, we need to remember that following Jesus also involves hardship and and suffering sometimes. So, like, so what are you what are you laying your palm branches down for? What what are you expecting from God? And what is He actually promised you? And and are those two things the same? What you're expecting from God and what he's promised you. Like maybe you're laying palm branches down uh, for a, a good ATAR or uh, a, be, a better financial position or a redeemed relationship. And, you know, all of these things are great things to be to be hoping for and they're all things that God can help bring. But as soon as we make God's goodness rely on those things happening, Our expectations have got in the way of letting God just be our king. So off the back of all that, are you ready for Jesus to come in on a humble donkey and fulfill his promises in a way that you didn't expect? Are you ready for God to be king full stop? If that's what laying your branches down and making God king means... He surpasses your expectations. Now, I thought I'd end with um, something from my own life, where I had to change my expectations of God. Um, I, I occasionally get what I lovingly call uh, seasons of sadness. So they are they vary in degrees and lengths. But uh, I remember when I first started having these sort of blue seasons, uh, I expected God to just sort of take it away, just you know, instant healing done. Um, and you know, I was. I was laying down the palm branches for a God that would instantly make me feel better. You know, I thought Jesus would come in on a horse and conquer anxiety and the big sad. And I was surprised when instead he came in on a donkey and brought a different kind of peace. Now, I don't hear what I'm not saying. I do believe in healing healing. And miracles and I believe that those things are worthwhile to pray for. Um, that That's a, a big caveat and I can still hope in those things. But for me, God doesn't need to meet my expectations for a quick fix. God still has come through with his promises. He's uh, Those things are his goodness, his presence, his love, his forgiveness, his kindness his grace, his faithfulness to me, his peace, the list goes on. All of these characteristics of our unchanging God, they still bear fruit in my life and there's still good things that I can hold on to even in my darker times. And I found it uh, far more fulfilling to adapt my expectations to his way and the good things that he has fulfilled in my life than to live in the frustration of the difference between my way and his. Uh, I'm not saying that God uh, wants me to be sad. Definitely not. One day I'll I'll be with him uh, and sadness won't be in the picture. Um, And and I can still hope and pray for that to come sooner uh, rather than later. That's a good thing to hope for. I can still hope for a miracle. Um, What I'm saying is that when I am in those seasons of sadness, I can still be hopeful about who Jesus is in the midst of my hardships and in the midst of my suffering. And that's okay. Uh, See, the people along the the road when Jesus um, rode in on the donkey, they they weren't wrong. Jesus was their king. And he was there to save him. And he was the new David saviour character that they thought that he was. They were right about his promise. They just refused to match their expectations with the way that God was fulfilling those promises. So their, their expectations weren't their reality. And and that's not an uncommon experience for us today either. The, the hard part is to not lose hope when we get disappointed in God. Uh, just like Abraham and Sarah, some promises are fulfilled just later than we expected. Or maybe God will fulfill them in a different and better way, like he did by uh, freeing the Jews and us from our brokenness, instead of just from the Romans. And maybe we have expectations that aren't built on any promise from God at all. And, and we, we might sometimes need to ask God what his promises are, and completely reset our expectations around those altogether. together. And, that, and that's also okay. God, God is always faithful to his promise and his promise is to be good. And we can choose to hope through disappointment. We can choose to let our expectations go in favor of God's way. Either way, we need to lay down our palm branches for Jesus, trusting and surrendering to his way, no matter what our expectations are. So from, from basketball comps, to family life, to finances, to illnesses, We lay our palm branches down and we we shift our expectations for God. In celebrations, in great moments of sadness, God doesn't always meet our expectations, but he always fulfills his promises to be king, to be good, to forgive us, to love us, to be with us. My prayer is for those promises to be fulfilled in you this week and always. I'm going to pray. God, thank you so much uh, for your promises and for your promises, uh, for your goodness. And I thank you that you, as King, are worthwhile for us to lay our palm branches down for. And God, we trust you through our hardships. We trust you and we surrender to you through our sufferings. And even when you don't meet our expectations, Jesus We still lay our palm branches down for you, not what you do for us. Jesus, we love you and we thank you so much for um, doing the bigger thing and and doing your way, which was saving us from our brokenness and saving us from our sins. Uh, And we accept that and we accept you as our saviour. In your name, amen.